So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, derelicts, addicts, alcoholics, those inside, outside, and teetering on the line of recovery. It's episode 29 of the world-famous So I Married an Alcoholic podcast. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. Unfortunately, there will be no more Coco Melon sound bites as our financier has cut us off. You know what's funny? I actually just got really nervous that you did not sing. We're going to switch it up in the new year. Okay. Because when you don't sing, it means you've pre-recorded something, and then I don't know what's coming until it airs. That may also be a possibility. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. I'm ready. Or not. But here it comes either way, I guess. That's right. I'm glad you've learned. It's only taken you a couple of years. Anywho, huge, huge thank you to the listeners. We obviously would not be doing this if it were not for your continued support. So thank you very much. Please continue to email us, uh, like our posts on Facebook and Instagram, share our stories, etc., etc. The contact information is so I married an alcoholic at Gmail. And the Facebook and Instagram handle is so I married an alcoholic. The Twitter handle is married T-O-A-A. Yes. Married to AA. We also want to thank the Queen for being with us this evening. And by the Queen, I don't mean my wife. <laughs> or Auntie Gay P. Auntie Gay P is with us in spirit. Always. As always. Speaking of Auntie Gay P, the So I Married an Alcoholic merchandise shop is officially open. It is. We are accepting pre-orders. I don't know if it works yet on our social media, but Chris is investing his time in figuring that out. I spent like six hours this morning on the computer. Yeah. Specifically trying to work out the whole how you shop order. Yep. Details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still not up and running. So somebody do us a favor. Uh, go to the Facebook page. If you look across the uh, tabs at the top, one of them says shop. Click on shop. Buy something. And then I'll know it works. There you go. And the picture of the T-shirt that's there isn't the actual T-shirt. Same branding and everything, but it's a nicer quality t-shirt and a gray. That's right. So, and it doesn't come with the model. It does, well, it, it may. I guess it depends how much you're willing to pay. That's right, everybody's got a price. Yeah. And yours is low some days. I'm telling you right now, if you are in the market for me, uh, my price is a 16-ounce ice-cold Red Bull. That's not bad. a pack of Newports. <laughs> Your cheap date, honey. country club membership. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the list is not through. Okay, keep going. I'm going to need at least one uh, tan Burberry car coat. Mm-hmm. So I have the black one. I need one in tan. Yeah. And I'll also need some new riding leathers. Riding leathers? What are you riding? Absolutely nothing, but I'm watching a lot of Downton Abbey lately. I know you are. And I feel like I, I a true uh, English gentleman of my nature needs riding leathers i came home from work the other day and chris had been you know i'm sure working hard slash watching downtown abbey and he it's downton abbey peasant downton downton okay whatever not downtown abbey <laughs> i was actually confused that it didn't have an extra w at the end i've been saying downtown abbey for i don't know however long it's been on air you fucking mullet <laughs> 
anyway. He's like, you will address me as Lord. I see nothing wrong with that. How's that working out so far? It's not. I keep forgetting. How many marriages you up to? <laughs> I'll work on it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Let's also thank the sponsors while we have that, or while we have some time. Marlane Graphics, our studio sponsor. MarlaneGraphics.com. Marlane Graphics for all of your printing needs. And RealtorAndABaby.com. RealtorAndABaby.com for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. I'm also working on the Royal Farms piece. I feel like we should be the first family of chicken. Okay. Since I am already the cockmaster. That makes sense. That would make you the cock mistress. Ooh, sounds. I know it doesn't roll off the tongue in the same manner, but I mean it does. It just I feel like the connotation's a little bit negative. The part suits. Okay. I'm just saying. So, it is the second week of December. It's the Northeast. We do a show about alcoholism. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about. I guess. Do you feel as a mom? You know, a wife, a daughter, a creature who bleeds for seven days and doesn't die. Any sort of additional pressure during the holiday season that you wouldn't necessarily feel during the rest of the year. No. And I mean, in, in terms of, you know, Christmas preparations or buying the appropriate gifts or, you know, whatever, drinking. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about social anxiety. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but for now, this is the, the question that I are, po are posing tonight. I, I throw on the table. So uh, it's funny because we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about beforehand, but this is exactly what I was going to bring up. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was actually just going to lead into this and then talk about saggy tits, but let's make it interesting. Okay. So as a mom, I would like to say, and I think most moms out there can empathize, Christmas is the most joyful time ever, especially when you have small children. Why? Uh, just like seeing their faces light up and how excited they get. Like Frankie doesn't understand yet, but you'll see you only really get like five good Christmases. Mm -hmm. Like they're, you know, three, four years old by the time they get it. And then eventually they stop believing, you know? Right. And it's just truly magical. It is hands down the most stressful time of the year. It's interesting because I believe... When I asked the question, you were like, now? I know, because I was like going to do a sarcastic thing, but then you kept going, so I couldn't be like, no, it's fucking awful. Well, you're not funny, so just answer okay. the goddamn question. All right, anyway. Um, so, yeah, no, it is unbelievably stressful. I'm sure everyone's seen those memes out there, and it's like, my dad, when I open my Christmas presents, just as surprised as I am about what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Because... And maybe this isn't true with all families, but I would say a lot. Christmas falls solely on the mom. I do not disagree. I am finished as of today, pretty much besides like stocking stuffers, all of the Christmas shopping. And it's like a couple month event, right? Like you have to start early. Mm -hmm. You have to start planning. You got to get the list. You got to come up with ideas. And then... Uh, you know, you gather it all. And I was rifling boxes in the garage because even though Mac doesn't believe anymore, I still like it's a big surprise. You know what I mean? Like I told him, I find you looking for gifts. You get nothing. And um, he's like, Mom, I totally want it. And I'm thinking, I actually believe him. And I would have been like totally rifling through the attic. Sorry, Mom. 
Yeah, no, I'm sure. You actually still do. As a matter of fact, when, when we got your wedding ring, I could tell when I came home from work that you had been rifling through my things. <laughs> I wanted to see it. But like, what you didn't understand at that particular juncture was that I am a grade A junkie. And yes. if I want to hide something, I hide it so well that even I don't find it. I did never find it. You did not. You know what's actually funny? I actually think that's something that speaks to my sobriety. I do not do that anymore. Like, I don't know what you got me for Christmas. If you got me something for Christmas, I have no desire to look for it, know what it is. I really... Would rather be surprised. Would you like a hint? No, I don't. Are you sure? Yes. I don't want a hint. I uh, don't want to know. I'm going to tell you anyways. Don't tell me because I, I want to be surprised and I'm proud of myself for wanting to be surprised. You should totally check out your credit card statement. Uh, I'm sure it's on there. But something you bought yourself. I don't even want to talk about that. But That's the surprise. <laughs> so Christmas is, as a mom, hands down, the most stressful time of the year. I am working a lot and every free second is spent Christmasing somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got the cards already out, which I was super proud of. I did then semi organize all the boxes in the garage by like category. I started wrapping, but like literally tonight even between you know dinner crying baby dog losing its mind i was like wrapping presents on the christmas or on the kitchen table now when you mention dinner specifically do you mean preparing dinner or rifling dinner down your gullet i did not prepare the dinner That's this evening right. chris made us a duck a delicious delicious little bird it was it was very delicious megan's also not allowed to cook I do cook. You just criticize it. We've talked about this. So we yeah, let you do the cooking. And then sucks. he complains that I don't cook. I yeah, know. Exactly. The thing is, I'm a good cook. I mean, I may not be like a grade A chef like you are, but I'm not a bad cook. I feel like saying good is giving yourself quite a bit of credit, which is good, you know, obviously to have some sort of high self-worth. Mm -hmm. I make taco meat better than you. That's actually not even like a certified skill. <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so back to the Christmas preparations. Do you think that's a female thing? Do you think it's a social thing that there is or more of the onus, if you will, falls onto uh, the vaginal partner? I do. I mean, I think it's a mom thing. I mean, but even before I was a mom, like I was the one buying gifts for the parents, you know, like even the in-laws and things like that. Sure. I don't know. I, and maybe I, I think a lot of it is self-imposed. I don't I also think, though, I, I'm going to be super honest with you. I think uh, if I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. I'm not going to disagree with that. And I'll actually tell the first. It's actually it's not even my thing. And I don't mean like I don't, you know, appreciate seeing the joy in people's faces, like when they open up something that they really wanted or. On the other hand, when they are incredibly surprised, you know, by opening that gift, I think for a long time, because again, we do honesty here, I was not a purchaser of gifts. Yeah. I was a purchaser of drugs. Yeah. No, sure. That didn't really leave much of a budget to buy your friends and family things. Absolutely not. And I think that it put me into... You know, that sort of never-ending cycle, if you will, because, like, I would feel bad that I didn't show up with anything, but I 
would continue to get high to deal with those feelings of, you know, being the broke person or, you know, not showing up with anything or something like that. Like, I, as far as I was concerned, you were lucky that I was in your presence. So a that's all you needed. Yeah. It's, which is so interesting because the first Christmas that we spent together and we went up to see your family, we brought all kinds of things. And Chris was like super proud and excited about it because he could. Absolutely. I actually remember that as like a nice memory. The other thing about our first Christmas together is I love Christmas. I put a lot of thought into the gifts I buy for people. Um, it's not even necessarily a money thing. I, it's, uh, I don't know, a thoughtfulness thing. I think that weighs so much more. I think that's so much more important. I try to be creative, you know, like I do. I really put a lot of thought into it. And so our first Christmas together, and I'm into the presentation. Everyone has their own wrapping paper, and it coordinates, and it's decorated well. And our first Christmas together, I'm setting up the tree for Mac, and Chris is building a kitchen table in our apartment, which is a whole other story. I was trying to explain to him that, like, on Christmas Eve, you need to be dead silent because we have a Santa believer, like, 10 feet away. And he's power sanding. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, okay. And he, like, <laughs> he looks over and he says to me, this may have been one of the nicest things you ever said. He's like, I'm in awe of you right now. I never realized the work that went into Christmas. I woke up every morning as a kid. There was gifts under the tree. I assume my parents rifled them under, and that was it. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's like, I never considered all the back work that happened to lead up till Christmas. Yeah, and I had, you know, before I met you, I had plowed uh, numerous single mothers, but I was not there for... <laughs> the Christmas morning? No, it was not my thing. No, I get that. So that was, quite honestly, the first time that I had witnessed that whole, I don't want to say charade, but you know what I'm saying? Just that, that whole process. Yeah. And so this year, I still have a ton to get done. I mean, it's already December, mid-December sometime. I still have most of the wrapping to get done. Frankie has, she's getting a kitchen from Dick and Jude and a trampoline from us. And I want to, because of things that have happened to me in Christmas past, I want to actually put them together this week so that we know all the pieces are there um, and that it's not broken or something like that because it's been sitting in a box for however long. Because um, I've done those Christmas Eves where, you know, you're building a basketball hoop at two in the morning and realize the poles that hold it up did not come in the box. So, you know, I just I have so much still to get done. I still have to do the baking. I have things I need to ship. I, I have so much to get done. I have outfit prep for all of us, you know, that type of thing. But I am not letting it stress me out this year. Like I've decided that it will all get done. Mm -hmm. I will be literally wrapping presents in between crying baby and taking the dog out and work and driving back to practice and all these different things. But I will not be stressed about Christmas. It'll happen. It always does. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, to answer your question. Thank God. It is really stressful for women, for moms. I mean, and, you know, I'm sure there's single dads out there like more power to you because I don't necessarily know if most men get that like innate Christmas. It's like something that you're born with, with your ovaries. I don't actually necessarily believe <laughs> in in that particular science of it, but 
I do think that it speaks to your maternal nature, if you will. Yes. So Christmas will happen here. It will be magical. But the lead up is beyond exhausting. Disastrous. It's not disastrous. I think it's controlled chaos. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, I also, too, like to do like Christmas things leading up to Christmas. But I feel like that time is running short. Like we're going to the Holiday Pops next Saturday, which will be awesome with like my family. But like, I don't know. We didn't do anything Christmas besides getting the tree with the kids. Like I did gingerbread houses with them with my mom on this past Saturday but I don't know like I said to Mac let's go do a light show let's go do this and he really wasn't interested and Frankie's not really old enough yet to kind of appreciate it so I feel like this holiday season is going to go by without some Christmas event yeah that's fair yeah so there's that too but it is what it is yeah I, I think there's also that pressure too like I always feel like there's pressure to quote unquote make the memories does that make sense? Sure. Like to give them all these experiences. So I don't know. Maybe we'll still cram something in. I'm sure we will. <laughs> I want to go to the zoo. Who the fuck so wants to go we'll to the zoo? The it's 12 degrees out. I mean, I know that part sucks because I hate cold weather, but. But I have many gloves. Yeah, that's good. Huh? All right. Do you have anything to add to the Christmas? Whatever. What have you done to prepare for Christmas? I made a duck today. You did. It's about it. Yeah. I took out the trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up the queen last weekend. You didn't, though. I did. Whatever. I was supposed to. Yeah. I think I blew it off because I had clients. You put air in my tires last night like I asked? Nope. Yep, definitely not. You can put air in your own goddamn tires. <laughs> it's a free country. Uh, All right, let's, let's change gears a little bit. Okay. So obviously this being the holiday season, and now that we are post-COVID-palooza- or whatever we're calling it these days, holiday parties are starting to resume. Yes. Now, I want you all to know that the reason you get that email several days prior to the holiday party about being responsible and not drinking is because I was that guy. So was I. And I'm sure that comes as no surprise to any members of the audience. It actually makes me shudder to think about some of my fall-down, drunk, embarrassing holiday party moments. Did you ever bang your boss at the holiday party? I did not, no. That's a shame. I'm assuming you did. More than once. Charming. More than one boss. No, but I was definitely fall down drunk at many of them. Absolutely. And I all I can assure you that I always went into that party like saying I wasn't gonna do it. I'm gonna have two beers, I'm gonna have dinner, and then I'm going home. It never happened that way. And then sixty beers in a hotel room later like, how the fuck did I end up in Vegas? And how am I supposed to go back to work on Monday? I'm from Massachusetts. What the fuck? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to the social pressures. I think that speaks a lot to each individual's anxiety. I agree with that. I, I do think that there's something about those events that do put you on, uh, like, I don't know, get your back up a little bit, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, a go and show. You know, you're dressed up, you're in your pretty clothes, you're outside of that work environment where, you know, work's such an interesting thing. These people become some of your very best friends because you spend the majority of your waking hours with them every week. 
Uh, way more than your family. Exactly. Yet it's in a work environment. So you take that out and put it in a social environment, and sometimes it can go a little off the deep end. Absolutely. Um, so I have two work parties this year, but I'm actually not attending either. And not because I'm afraid I would drink or anything like that. Chris has a settlement the day of my one and the other one I'm working at my other job. So I'm just I have a schedule conflict that I can't attend either. That's a shame. I have to say, though, there's part of me that's like, oh, that stinks. But there's another part of me that's like, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. I don't have to go through that whole bullshit. Yeah. like and the- not bullshit. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, oftentimes they're designed to be a good thing, as in like. Thank you for all the hard work that you do and thank you for making, you know, the shareholders rich and things like that. But at the same time, I feel like to the average employee, uh, you know, again, because they are put inside of this box during the nine to five working hours, they're expected to act in that same manner. And that doesn't always translate when there's alcohol involved. Yes, and all of these parties are focused around alcohol. Absolutely. Like, I feel like almost every work party I've ever gone to has been an open bar. As this may seem, you know, counterproductive coming from a raging alcoholic, but, I mean, like, as they should. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with that. I'm just saying, some some people can't handle an open bar. I, I handle it very well. It's what happens after the open bar. That, that typically doesn't go well. Yeah. I'm just saying. But anyways, I had my work party. Last week sometime. Yeah. I don't even remember. I got an award because I'm fantastic. You sure did. But going into or leading up to the party, I got a call from somebody that I work very closely with who is also in the program. And they were like riddled with anxiety. Like weren't going to go riddled with anxiety. Yeah. And, you know, I I talked him off the ledge because that's typically what I do because I'm a very selfless individual. But then it's kind of funny. Like I was driving down there. I park my car. No valet, which is bullshit. But that's neither here nor there. Even for the award winners? I know, right? It's bullshit. It is. It's absolute bullshit. There was a coat check, though. Oh, thank God. Very nice. Redeeming themselves. So anyways, I'm walking around the corner and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I get this horrible pit in my stomach. And, like, that's not me. I I am not a socially awkward, nor am I an anxious person. But I had just joined this firm, actually, about a year ago, right around this time. I do not go to my office at all. I think I've been there a total of nine or ten times. Mm -hmm. Like, I go there when I have settlement, and I went there last week for a cookie exchange. Yeah. Like, that's the only time that I've gone. I do not know any of these people. Uh, you know, I say my highs, and I'm, I'm very polite. I am not who I am on the podcast in the office, which is probably a good thing. But I definitely felt some sort of way walking into that building. You know, I was like, oh, my God, all these people are going to be hammered. I don't drink. A- am I going to be awkward? Am I going to say something that I'm going to regret? So interestingly enough... It's funny because I kind of felt that from you even going into it. And you may not have even realized it yet. Um, But there was a couple things that happened. Number one, 
Chris had told me about it like a couple weeks ago, and then he realized only a couple of days before, I guess they sent out an email that spouses were not invited. So I invited Megan, and then I very quickly uninvited Megan. Which is totally fine. And In I was like, fact, fuck. For me, I was like, fantastic. <laughs> because I would have, my our bedroom would have looked like the closet threw up in it, because I would have tried on 9,000 things. I would have been like... Totally spiraling in my head about what I was going to look like there. Mm -hmm. But I also, Chris was like super bothered by it. And I think part of it was the fact that he's like, this is bullshit. Like, it's a Christmas party. You should get to bring your spouse. Like, it's supposed to celebrate you, blah, blah, blah. But I also think there was a little part of you that was like, oh, shit. Like, I think in events like that, we're always a team and we got each other's back. And mm. not that you thought I wasn't going to be there to hold you accountable or something like that. But if there's any awkward conversation, well, my wife's here. She doesn't know anyone. Like, that's at least someone to talk to or someone, I don't know, that Not again, not that is holding you accountable, but, like, we go into those events together and neither of us are drinking. Right. So I think it almost takes the edge off a little bit. No, absolutely. And again, there was like I didn't feel some sort of way about drinking in general. As a matter of fact, there are a couple of people in my office that are also in the program, which I, you know, find somewhat comforting to be super honest with you. Definitely. It's funny because it's at events like that that you figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other thing was, now Chris does, Chris is as vain as they come. He does care very much what he looks like. He puts a lot of time and effort into his appearance. I'm not knocking it. It just I'm just stating the obvious. I actually put little to no time in my appearance because God had crafted <laughs> me almost perfectly, minus the hairline. So anyway, Chris goes... He's getting dressed. He's obviously already set out the outfit. He's like ironing the shirt. He's doing this. And then he he leaves and then all of a sudden he comes back and he's back up the stairs and he's switching a sweater and then he comes back in again and he's adding a scarf. And then, like it was an up and down, up and down. And I'm watching him do this. It was cold and I needed a proper scarf. And I've been that person, right? <laughs> like I've been that person that's tried on 47 dresses, finally picked one. And then went to the party and got tanked. You know what I mean? So not that I thought he was going to go there and get tanked, but that like anxiety building situation. Like I, I could see it. And I, you know, I said to him, like, have a good time tonight. That was it. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't text you or anything the entire time you were there. Which is very unlike you. Um, But it's funny. He did call me as soon as he got in the car on the way home. So and I, I almost Because I'm a responsible husband. Yeah, but I almost felt like it was like a sigh of relief like you called to be like hey i'm on my way home like i made it i was more like thank god i don't have to hang out with these fake motherfuckers <laughs> anymore no you had a good time though otherwise didn't you now i could be my i can resume my normal white trash self yes but um yeah so it's just interesting like i said i'm getting off easy this year because i don't have to worry about it right um and all we have is family events to attend which are much less stressful because i don't feel that way when I'm in family situations I mean I guess there's a little bit of that but not I mean I no but I, I also think that you know there's there's a huge difference in the family gathering versus the corporate gathering in terms of the comfort 
comfortability aspect. Like you should be comfortable around your family. Exactly. You know, like those are your people. So regardless of what you have going on or, you know, the shit that you're carrying on your back or whatever it is, you know, families in, in particularly your family does not judge. No, I was just going to say we're very blessed to have two wonderful, wonderful families. So going into those situations are not that stressful. No, I agree. So, yeah, we have a lot of events, though, coming up. Like I said, we have the Philly Pops on Saturday and then we kick off the Christmas holiday. Like it's a long event. We have a huge party on the 23rd and then Christmas Eve, which we kind of lay low, which is nice. And then another, you know, the whole Christmas morning hoopla and then Christmas dinner and you know it kind of keeps going and then we want to get down the or up to Boston to see Chris's family at some point and Auntie mm-hmm. Gay P maybe for New Year so it's going to be a lot yeah absolutely so what do you think you know what's some some tips pointers advice you know whatever for those that are you know sort of still living in the trenches or struggling or do not have you know, that supportive family like you do going into this holiday season? So I would say strength in numbers. Always. Keep yourself and choose someone or people, surround yourself with people to keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of like I talked about, Chris and I have that built in. We're really blessed in that sense. Um, But if you're going to a party that's making you feel squirmy, number one, don't go. You don't have to. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no requirements, especially if you think that you are or if you think that attending that event is going to push you one step closer to picking up a drink or a drug, uh, you know, don't go. It's not worth it. I think the most important thing to do in, in that particular time is to pick up the phone definitely and you know call somebody in the program call a friend call your mom call whoever and if you are going to an event and you feel even if you feel comfortable it's still strength in numbers i think it's important to talk about it with like-minded people someone in the program someone you trust just saying hey i'm going here almost this is where i'm gonna be this is what time i'm going i know that sounds silly but I don't know. Sometimes I think those type of checks, especially early on in sobriety, are important. And it not for nothing, but it also gives you that added layer of security, i.e. accountability. Exactly. Like somebody knows where I'm going to be. Somebody knows, you know, what is happening at that particular event. So, you know, if I don't pop up by nine, ten o'clock, whatever the case is, like that phone should be ringing. Absolutely. So I think that's really important. Do you have any other tips? So I like your strength in numbers thing because, again, I was blessed when I first got into recovery to be surrounded by and got very close to 10 or 12 guys that were going through the same exact thing that I was going through. Yes. I think one thing, too, about strength in numbers, if that's something you don't want to do, if you're like, no, I'm not going to tell anyone, I don't want to be a burden, that's embarrassing – To me, that actually says you're really not in a good place with your sobriety. It's not the number one priority right at that moment. Yes, absolutely. And don't forget, like, it's always, always, always okay to not be okay. Yeah, and I know, right, because I'm an alcoholic. If I want to drink, 
if I'm going to drink, if that's a preoccupation in my mind, I'm not telling anyone. No, absolutely. So I think that is a daily check that I do for myself. Am I okay today? And have I told someone about it? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's important in everyday life, but especially when you're talking about these events where you're going to be put in situations where alcohol is going to be readily available. Yeah. And you may be at a workplace where people don't know. You don't have to walk into a workplace and be like, hey, I'm in recovery. You know, I mean, I do, but that's, you know, the state makes me do that. But, <laughs> I, you know, like it wasn't a requirement for your job for you to announce you were an alcoholic. No, absolutely. So, you know, alcoholics, addicts like to hide. Yeah, isolation is definitely a killer for people that live with the disease that you and I share. And that is, again, especially around the holidays, which is why we started talking about this, where the pressure is ramped up, so to speak, to show up or deliver or whatever you want to call it. And I also think, too, we'll make excuses, right? So if you don't know someone there and those people don't know you're an alcoholic maybe it doesn't count yeah you know i mean that sounds horrible because of course it counts but that's what we can tell ourselves if no one knows if i'm not going to be caught does not count absolutely so i think you know finding someone if you if you're early especially in sobriety and you can't find someone to make you accountable before you go to one of these events you are not ready to go. I agree. And if you are not ready to go, there are numerous outlets or places that you can go, i.e. a meeting, or you can, you know, volunteer at one of the organizations that we've had on recently that are dying to have people come help them. Definitely. You know, there's there's nothing that cures a case of the fuck. It's like a, a selfless act of service, you know? Yeah, helping someone less fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, you know, the Northeast in the winter, it is super cold out. There are people that need help. And, and I'm not talking about, well, I guess I am talking about specifically like alcoholics, but there also are a number of homeless shelters or... There's kids that don't have moms that have been spending the past couple months preparing for their Christmas morning. Absolutely. So, you know, there's organizations all over the place where you can donate toys or your time to wrap gifts or anything like that. So those kids have a Christmas too. And, you know, if nothing else, then go for a walk or something like that around the neighborhood. Yeah, it's always good to... You know, get a little fresh air. Yeah. little endorphin rush. Clear the head. Absolutely. All right. You got any other tips? No. Do you have any other holiday insights you would like to share with us? I would like to have beef wellington this year. I don't think we are. That's bullshit. You can make it for Christmas Eve if you want. We're having prime rib, though, on Christmas Day. It's a lot of beef. I, d I made beef wellington last year for Christmas. Mumsy was here. Yes. She got shit-faced and threw up on my wellington. I was pissed. She did not throw up at least well maybe not um frankie did bite it off the couch though remember that yeah she did she fell off the couch she was like infant oops i was upstairs showering after working i heard the crash i heard the cry and i was like i'm gonna hope they work that out we always work it out we did and she survived so we're all good it's what we do yep all right you got anything else boo no are you done are you ready for christmas have you done your christmas shopping do you have all your hollies jollied I got my hollies jollied after the Christmas party, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. 
I am a Christmas Eve kind of guy. Are you? Absolutely. Oh, boy. Please. I've already done all the work for you. Again. Why change things up? I know. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm not bitter about that, honestly. I'm really not. Neither am I. I will get better, though, if you do not build that kitchen this week. We've discussed in this marriage, the less work that I have to do, the better. In terms of honesty, I'm putting it out there. You are to build the kitchen this week. Holding me accountable. Build the kitchen. Done. All right. That's all you need to contribute to Christmas. Is that fair? That's. I think that's beyond fair. All right. Sounds good. I'm gonna build a kitchen and make a duck. That's right. A Christmas goose, if you will. I know. We should plan. Actually, I Christmas Eve is normally for me and order Chinese food, watch movies, put the presents out, like relax kind of evening. You may relax as much as you'd like because I will be at the mall losing my shit <laughs> with all of the other irresponsible men out there. <laughs> so true. All right. Say goodnight, darling. Good night. I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. Do not forget to check out the So I Married an Alcoholic Facebook inappropriate merchandise shop. And we're picking up the actual shirts this Friday, so we'll have, uh, maybe we'll model some t-shirts for them, honey. No, the queen will. Ooh, even better. Absolutely. Regal shirts are on their way. Love it. Thank you, my lady. <laughs> Cut off your pet's privates, and if you're struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.